Chad Burmeister is a dynamic individual with a lifelong passion for entrepreneurship and a remarkable track record in sales and a keen interest in investing. Throughout his career, Chad has assumed influential sales leadership positions at esteemed companies such as Cisco, WebEx, ReverbBed, Technology, Ring Central, and Connect and Sell. Presently, he is making waves as the founder and CEO of BDR.AI, spearheading the advancement of AI for sales and revolutionizing the industry. Chad's deep expertise and innovative vision has positioned him as a prominent figure in this domain. Furthermore, Chad's commitment to sharing knowledge and insights has led him to host a highly acclaimed AI for Sales podcast. Through his platform, he engages with industry experts, thought leaders, and practitioners, facilitating meaningful conversations about the intersection of artificial intelligence and sales. Chad's podcast serves as a valuable resource for professionals seeking to stay abreast of the latest trends, strategies, and technologies driving sales effectiveness. With an abdominal entrepreneur spirit, exceptional sales acumen, and a knack for identifying investment opportunities, Chad Burmeister continues to make significant contributions to the business landscape and shape the future of sales through the power of AI. Please welcome my friend, Chad Beremeister. Welcome everybody to Money 911, the podcast where we bring you inspiring conversations and unusual questions to help you navigate the world of finance, entrepreneurship. And in this episode, you just heard the amazing intro about Chad, and he's a founder again and CEO of BDR.AI and host of the AI for Sales podcast. So today we're going to dive deep into the world of AI for sales professionals and going to uncover the secrets of leveraging artificial intelligence to revolutionize the industry. Chad, welcome to Money 911. I am so happy to be here. Luckily, I haven't had to dial 911 anytime recently, <laughs> but uh, it's good to be on the 911 show with you today. It's fabulous to see your smiling face. And we just, you know, we should have a show right before the show, you know, and turn on because we just had a beautiful conversation. We went all around the world again. But I really want to focus on, you know, what you do with BDR and how AI can bridge the gap between the the traditional sales approaches and obviously, I mean, just what has it been? A little nine months or something since it really started to get traction? Yeah, yeah. And it, the world changed. It's like the pancake yeah. flipped with the advent of chat GPT. Okay. I had heard about that for about two to three years and people would call it by a different name leading up to the chat GPT renaming. They would call it GPT-3. GPT 3.5. And so I could always, I always remember, you know, it was like RG3, I think is one of those quarterbacks for uh, Washington. And so I was always like, wait, did you just say RG3 GP what? 
when it changed to chat GPT is when I was like, oh, okay, people can get their arms around that now. Right, and, uh, right. RG, what was that guy in 2001? RGT. Well, there was one of yeah, those in there, see? that little robot thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Pre, They pre-thought of it. Well, you know, there's a lot of positive and there's a lot of negative. But we're going to just talk about the positive of the sales. I know it's helped me in my writing and those kinds of things, but I'm I'm not smart in this. And I and you are, and I'm excited to to maybe you could share really what are, what are you doing with BDR and how are you using this AI for sales? Well, let let's look at the lead up, right? Over the last 10 to 15 years, maybe even 20, to be honest, the inside sales role has become a thing. So a field sales rep generally is a quota carrying seller. And then there's this inside rep who, hey, let's hire someone right out of college who can pull data, who can do some emails and send out digital communications, make some cold calls and talk to prospects at scale. And so you're generally because you can't afford a you know highly paid field sales rep for that job. Let's give someone a job that they can cut their teeth on. And so a friend of mine, Dr. Howard Dover from UT Dallas he wrote a really good book, actually. I'm looking for it in my bookcase now, so I can. It's called The Sales. Hang on, I'm gonna have to okay. look. <laughs> Sales Innovation Paradox, and it's very good read. He measured and tested how many sales development reps and business development reps were coming into the market over the last ten to fifteen years. Every two to three years, it was doubling. So think of doubling number of people, and then the advent of all this technology, they could email at scale, call more people at scale, and have more conversations. That was going up three to four X. So you have a doubling times a tripling. All of a sudden, in 10, 15 years, you have way too many messages coming at you that are completely mistimed. They have nothing to do with what you do, and they're just, they're not landing so that's the business problem that I think we've seen over the last 10 or 15 years. Now you start to introduce AI. And so my very first entry into AI, we partnered with a company out of San Francisco called Nova.ai. And nobody had heard of Nova at the time, but a lot of people had heard of me because I've written four books and I'm known in the sales sphere. So I started pushing case studies out about this Nova tool under our brand name at the time. And it will read your profile and it'll see if we went to the same school. It'll see if we grew up in the same town. It has multiple different things that it can say, hey, I just read your blog post that you did yesterday. Amazing. And the AI can pre-configure that. Now, if it's used correctly, then you have a human in the loop that reads it and then pushes send. But in a greedy economy, people love to say, well, let me just automate all of it, right? And let's do yeah. personalization at scale. And, and I was sort of like, well, where can I, you know, where can I play in the middle without breaking any ethical concerns? Right. And I remember one time an email went out to, and it was even read, it was a human in the loop, but they missed it. It said, congratulations, we saw your CEO in the news. And it was an article that the CEO had just passed away. Mm. So AI done incorrectly without human in the loop Oops. is not a good idea. So I, I just want to kind of help your listeners 
see that when you have a 2x times a 3x times another 2x, all the messages, there's tons. Now it's how do we leverage AI to get to the right person at the right time with the right message right. and convert at a higher level, right? It's not about volume now. It's about, it's much more about the quality of conversation. That's really a good point. And, and you know, you hear a lot of, a lot of things about AI replacing the human jobs and that there's no personal part to it. And so, it, whoops, you congratulate somebody died, right? <laughs> or or things yeah. like that. I mean, it's okay, you know, if you preview it or you review it and you adjust it or something. So, the roles are changing and all of that. There's a whole other realm of how, you know, in a few years, it's totally going to take off and be another thing. But in the phase that we're in right now, you've developed a really unique way of using it, like in LinkedIn, right? Don't you use it in? Well, and, and what we've discovered is that the traditional outreach approach would be, hey, Chris, I see you run a podcast. Mm -hmm. um, you know, out of curiosity, we'd love to use the word curiosity, out of, and there's even a trainer who teaches on selling through curiosity. <laughs> and it's great training, by the way. Okay. Out of curiosity, you know, or quick question. Are you, you know, can you take another eight times amount of business that can you handle eight <laughs> I've times? I've seen more? that one. <laughs> oh, and you're like, are you serious? This is the right. biggest gimmick in the book. Yeah. Right. So what we discover is that on LinkedIn, there's, there's a thing called a group and there's a thing called events. So these are two and it's, uh, it's very lightweight AI, right? It's really, it's really big data and, and finding one of these kids is doing his own thing. Remember that on Sesame Street when you're a kid? Yeah. It's finding in all of the, the millions of records, which are the ones that care about what it is you might be able to help with. So example, company in New Jersey, commodity product that sells HR applications. She's one of 16 BDRs calling into New Jersey. And she's like, Chad, I've seen what you're posting. You know, how can you help me? I just, I can't get meetings with anyone. I was like, well, tell me about your background, you know, uh, this, that. She goes, oh, I'm Christian. And I was like, oh, cool. Me too. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I said, did you, are you a member of any Christian groups on LinkedIn, for example? She goes, yeah, I've got, I'm on a couple. I was like, okay, great. What if you connected with other CEOs that are in the region where you say, hey, I'm looking to connect with other Christian founders like yourself. So she tripled her conversion rate from asking for a connection Everyone else gets 20%. She gets 60, 67% Ooh. connection rate. So yeah. there's the increase. Then I followed the Gary V approach, which is give, 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 ask. Don't just connect and then ask. Right. Give me something of value, right? Yeah. So she started, I said, she, she goes, hey, I've got this great white paper from my company. Okay, let me see what it is. And it's really a tell. It's more like, here's what we do. And I'm like, no, you're selling me something. She goes, oh, okay, now I get it. So she finds this third-party white paper and she was like, here, how about this? I was like, yes, that's you're educating me on something. Hey, don't look at page one or two. Just go immediately to page three. I thought based on your role, you would be interested in this. And now you're pointing something of value. And then you wait another seven or eight days. Hey, I found something else. Thought you might be interested in this. Oh, and yeah. And she was like, Chad, I don't even have to ask for meetings now. I just give them three pieces of value. And by the fourth, which is a month from now, 
right? Where some of these other tools are like, let's teach you how to do 37 touches in 12 days. We're going to call, call, email, call, connect on LinkedIn and all these things. And you're like, wow, enough already. (laughs) So, so connect with people that are similar that have, you know, that maybe it's, and Christian's one example, Salesforce user group, podcast host. You can look up the term podcast host. Hey, I understand you do a podcast. So do I. Great. We're coming in at a, at a level that we understand each other because we both do podcasts. So you have to be, you can use big data and, and AI to help you discover who to reach out to. And then, then when it's time to create the message, that's where something like ChatGPT comes into play. And you say, hey, please, do you ever ask ChatGPT, please, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> I found myself being, you know, yeah, you yeah, I know. <laughs> I actually did say please. The other I day. did too, and I, and I, I did say thank you. <laughs> I was like, why am I asking please? <laughs> I'm a robot. <laughs> right. Really no. They don't yeah. really. You're a kind care. person, but they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, the bot doesn't care. The but it's great when care. you say, write it first. Right. Then once you start coming back over the top, hey, please rewrite in two sentences. Hey, please visit this website. Go, you know, and by the time you're done, you can get a really interesting message uh-huh. where AI is going to move very quickly and already is, is that it's starting to show up in applications so that instead of having to copy and paste and go to chat GPT and then bring it back, into right. the, it's just going to be there in all of your applications. Oh. So right now it's kind of works in two different spheres and apps. Tomorrow, the next day, you know, very, very quickly, it's coming to most of the apps that we work with. And if you don't include it in, your, in an app and you're a founder, you're probably missing the boat. Oh, that's a big shift right there, huh? Yeah. You know, that was actually what I was going to ask you is it continues to evolve. And, and But here's one. What ethical considerations should sales leaders keep in mind when they're implementing the AI-powered tools? Yeah. So I watched a show over the weekend. It was an hour and 10 minutes on Netflix and it was about AI in the military. Uh And the current policy in the military is if they're going to do a kill shot in the military, Navy, Air Force, all of them have an AI governance and they're all called different things. A human must be involved. And that's that's cool. Like that's that's excellent. Right. Because it should be it shouldn't be a machine decision based on a percentage. Yes. Um, now, it got interesting because they had a guy who'd been in 250 missions mm. go up against an AI and the AI beat him six times out of six. Oh. When you, it, it's going to be an interesting shift over time because at what point where you go, where, do you say, hey, this AI piece of machinery can do 99.999999 win rate. Yeah. This person can do 99.2. And if you're the decision maker running the military, so if that's a military decision, right? life and death situations, just think about a BDR sending an email. Hey, man, that's a lot easier decision. That's not life or death. That's yeah. I'll take 99.99999 all day win rate because I'm not going to be a 99.2 with the person right out of college. I'm going to be competing 99.999 versus 86.4. Right. And that's where the quality of the AI continues to go up. The cost continues to go down. 
And there will be some jobs that are impacted. Gary V just got ran into at the airport a couple of days ago. And someone said, man, you're going to kill jobs. You like AI. And he was like, he was attacked as if he was the inventor of AI. And he goes, I'm not the inventor of AI. I yeah. just have to. But, but he goes, let me ask you a question, sir. Were you around 75 years ago? No. Well, did, are you familiar that farming used to require 80% human labor? And it doesn't anymore. Right. And, the, and, you know, and he just tried to illustrate right. a point that right. things change. You know, do you use a long form math or do you use your iPhone? Mm-hmm. So right. just because it's coming on the scene, it's going to disrupt some of the entry level jobs. But it's also going to equip and empower people that can advance their careers to a level that is unheard of. Right. right? And it right. should be the great equalizer. Yeah. Because if you think about people who maybe you don't graduate from high school, you don't go to college, you don't get some of those advanced skill training sets, but you're outfitted with the AI. Wow. Right. Yeah. Now you it, it teaches you with on the job training. Think about it. You're talking to someone and it's prompting you what to say and how to say it and in what inflection points. And you're seeing what the other person's saying on the other side. Do you really need college if you have a bot that's in the driver's seat, in the passenger seat with you all the time? Nope. Right. Nope. <laughs> nope. Right. Exactly. Well, Congress once again allowed itself to be pushed into appeasing the administration and raising the debt ceiling for the 79th time, paving the way for continued reckless spending and further devaluation of the dollar. As our national debt continues to skyrocket, how are you protecting your savings? Times like these are a great reminder to diversify a portion of your savings into gold. And you can do it with the help of Birch Gold. And here's the easiest way to do it. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. You don't pay a penny out of pocket. As BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa band together against the dollar, more and more central banks are diversifying. You know what they're buying? Gold. Follow their lead and visit Birch Gold backslash money 911 for your free information kit on gold. There's no obligation, just information. With an A-plus rating with a Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers, Birch Gold can help protect your savings too. Visit Birch Gold backslash money 911. Take action today. You know, you've seen a lot of different things and it's kind of all a little bit of a surprise, but you know, you have a different perception, but what, what have you seen? What's the most surprising, unexpected way that IA has been applied in the sales domain? Yeah. In sales, I think the biggest one that's really known to a lot of people by this point is gong.io and Fathom is a new one that records your calls. It converts it into text 
And then the question is, okay, so what? You've converted that conversation into text. It's living in your CRM. Well, there's other companies out there that can now start to say, let's look at the data and find out what's changing in the market. Let's, there's so much analysis where you used to be able to pay a quality assurance person to listen to a handful of handpicked calls. Well, right. now AI can listen to every single call, listen for all the sentiment of all the calls. So that skill set can move up quicker, the attentiveness to the market can change quicker. What I think is going to change, and this clicked for me the other day, this is very interesting, actually. There's a company called Objective Management Group that has scored 2 million salespeople over the last 20 years. They know where you're strong and where you're not strong in all these 100 different areas, maybe 35, 40, something like that. But do you have a closing problem? Do you have a problem with the money gap? Like the way you buy is the way you sell. So if you go nickel and dime at a Home Depot for your refrigerator, when someone gives you an objection, you're going to go, yeah, totally get it. Go talk to all my competitors. I'll see you in a week. <laughs> and that's a big problem. If you're right. a seller that's selling a thousand dollar deal, you need to close on the spot. Right. So I think if you think about how we're all created uniquely with a purpose, like our God-given purpose, I think that what AI does is says, hey, you're built for this role. Let's not try to fake it till you make it and right. force fit you into something that your skills aren't designed to be perfectly honed at. So I think you'll find that people turn to tools like OMG more now and say, it's better to get someone on the bus that has the right level of skills. They can tell you this one's green, this one's yellow. Like maybe I want to take a risk on somebody because they're junior or they're from a certain part of town or whatever. Like I, I want to make those decisions and I want to help people, right? Like I don't want to take all A plus plus superstars. Right. Let's take a few risks, but at least you can see very clearly before you bring them on the bus, whether or not they're going to be successful. And right. I think that's a big piece of where AI is going to play a role going forward. That's a good point of view. You know, you're a leader in AI sales. That's how I look at you. So there's a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs and sales professionals. And they're, you know, I mean, I look at it, it was like, I have no bandwidth other than, okay, I can use it for writing and simple questions. And, but for everybody wants to learn about it. What tips do you have? For well, you? I, so I go to C-Suite Network. You're familiar with that. Yes, I, my podcast is hosted on the C-Suite. So I was in Oklahoma City with Jeff Hazlett and the whole crew and Trisha. And somebody brought up ChatGPT because this was three, four months ago. So we're only four or five months into the big wave. Right. And Trisha brought up a tool, a plugin to Chrome called AIPRM. AIPRM. It's free. Okay. It has now 3,812 prompts last I checked. Uh, and so wow. what it causes you to do is say, I haven't even thought of all the prompts because how you ask the question is how you're going to get the answer. Yeah, exactly. So what question should I ask? Well, let's go look at that tool and just look at them. You know, build me a like there's one that says one click book. One click book. So all you have to do is say, 
<laughs> answer one question. Enter. Book written. Published. No way. Uh, <laughs> write a blog that has all of these 12 keywords so that it's fully optimized and this makes it on the front page of Google. Like you, there's prompts that cause you to be right. And I didn't go read a bunch of books and there's a lot of people doing a lot of paid trainings on this. But when I heard about AI PRM, I was like, oh, got it. Let's go do that. Oh, yeah. that's hot. And then if you just at a dinner party, ask, yeah. hey, what what AI tool are you using? Have you heard of anything that nobody's heard of? And everybody has one or two go-tos. When you compile uh-huh. all of those, all of a sudden you've got yeah. that are go-tos. Right, right. Well, there's a lot of misconceptions, but you kind of broken through a lot of that, right? And I want to know what what would you encourage people to do? Like besides, I mean, I'm going to go check out ARPRM. But yeah, you're going to love that. That sounds really cool because that's always the thing is like, what prompt do I put in there to make well, it? Well, so here's what I would tell you. I met with a customer two weeks ago and I hadn't seen him in six or eight months. And he said, Chad, I see all your posts. It's amazing. He goes, you know, I'd pay you three to $5,000 a year if you would pull a group together and every quarter we just do a half day and you go through all the latest and greatest. And I was like, yeah. cool idea. Okay. But in the absence of that, because I haven't invented it yet, every weekend I put a newsletter out and it has the top two AI finds of the week. And it has a quote about AI and it has a link to the podcast that, that I run every week. So if you just go subscribe to a couple of those and they're hyperlinkable, you know, last week I talked about mixo.io and it, you just answer a question and it builds your whole website Whoa. with customer quotes. Like that's, oh that's important to know, you know, <laughs> that that's even available. Really? So now when I run into someone who's using a Gmail address and I'm like, do you not have a website yet? And they're like, well, no, I just can't afford, you know, it's like 500 or or $1,000. I'm like, could you afford $10 a month? If I could, or even they have a free version, you could try it for 60 days. Why don't I just help you? We'll just, we'll have you answer one question and you'll have a website tomorrow. And so oh, the, those are the little, the little tricks. Little that goodness gracious. Wish I would have known that. <laughs> what was that? A-R-P-R-M, right? A-I. Yeah. A-I. Oh, A-I. Wait a minute. A-I. P-R-M. P-R-M. Okay. Well, that's, it, that I think is the price of the T of the show. Of, right. But just the website thing, there's so much out there and, to even wrap around it. I mean, we've already, I could talk to you for on and Well, on. Let, let me give you one last one. This is okay. more technical. It's outside of sales. There's a space called Application Performance Management, APM. So they have all these IT people that sit there and monitor how many problems are going with your website or your app, right? Maybe it's a Google app or app on your phone or whatever. And having it get from the technical person to the business is a tough thing. There's this new company that's coming out that's called Xenon Labs, and they're funded, and they know what they're doing. It's outcome-based measurement. So it's not like, let's try to figure out what's wrong in the app, and 50% of the time's wasted by those IT people. This says, let's just monitor revenue, and let's monitor all the things that matter to the business, and then connect the dots between what's going wrong in the app and so will that have an impact? Yeah. Like the team should probably be 40 to 50% smaller. 
But you'll have one or two really, really, really smart people who know how to talk to the AI and cause that handoff to happen. Mm -hmm. So you're going to see, I remember in the economy when Bill Clinton spoke at his Dreamforce conference and he said, you know, under my watch, we grew productivity by 5% and, and we had a booming economy. That's like internet days. Right. <laughs> when you talk AI, we're talking exponential gains. Mm. So I believe we're in for a boom like you read about. I believe it's going to be interesting and hang on for the ride. Be ethical about it. If you get involved in it, make sure you're talking to the right people. And because yes. uh, it's, you know, the wrong tool in the wrong hands is not a good idea. So that's that's the, that's the scary part. And that's why I have you on the show, because I trust you and know you and you're highly recommended. And I think anybody that has questions should contact. Tell everybody how to get in contact with you, too. Yeah. LinkedIn, Chad Burmeister. It's forward slash Chad Burmeister. You can go to BDR.ai. There's a contact us button there. I love to help people find their list, build their messaging, use AI to meet people at scale. And it's, it's hard to get meetings. But when you've done it for 30 years like me and you're always at the bleeding edge of the technology... Yeah. There's ways that it can become not hard and actually fun. Oh, and look at that smile. You make it sound so easy. And how about, have you ever used it? You know, I have a course I'm launching called Create Income You'll Never Outlive. Curious, have you ever launched any courses with it? There's a, the number one customer base is financial advisors and insurance brokers. And so when I first started getting into this business, I'm, I'm a SaaS guy. So I'm very good at helping SaaS companies. And, and so I had to kind of learn, okay, what do insurance brokers and financial services people, what do they need it for? And one of the biggest ones is finding people to bring into their teams. So growing their teams, because LinkedIn really is a B2B play versus a B2C play. So I'm working with a guy named JV Crum. I think you may have heard of him. Yeah. He does yeah. outreach He's honed it in to where after it's been two or three months and he's like, you know, I was hoping to get a little bit more traction so far. But in the last couple of weeks, he said, we met and he said, Chad, I think I tripped over something here. This is working amazing. Um, so, you know, most companies, the product market fit, if, it, if you already know your product market fit, it's easy and it just accelerates things. Cool. If you don't, then it's important to test and measure an A-B test and see what works and learn from other customers that have done it before you, you know, yeah. and say, okay, yeah. what works for them? And right. it'll probably work for me. Right. That is so cool. Well, you definitely are the man that it has the understanding here. And again, everybody can reach out to you at LinkedIn. Just uh, linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Chad Burmeister. My okay. email is simple, chat at bdr.ai. Okay. Any final cherries on the top you want to leave with everybody? Um, I think when it comes to the ethical conversation, we as a world need to invent a new role called chief ethics officer. There you go. And I Please. think that would be very important, right? The new CEO. I think so. I think so. I, you know, even the guys that are making this, this stuff, the AI are saying warning, but they're all, you know, who's going to be first, but there is a warning on it. I like that. I like the ethical Make it ethical, please. I mean, just like, you know, in my dad's day, he was at Caltech and Einstein was one of his teachers. And 
when the nuclear thing came around, right? And they were going to use it for all of this good stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's neat because it can cut through biases, right? If it reads like a person reads it and it says a person's name and they might go, oh, yeah, hmm. They may unconsciously say, well, I've had experience with that kind of name before. Right. AI is just going to not care about that, right? Are there date gaps? Let me read the context of the words. Right. But then you go into that. You say, okay, now the words. What about word choice? Well, you could incorrectly or not even on purpose, you could bring bias into that equation. So you just, you've got to have experts who, Look over this and say, how do we leave the bias at the door? How do we use AI to improve everything? There you go. And not make it worse. So Yes, please. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's just been an honor to have you here, Chad, and really fun conversation. And I want to remind everybody that we are launching on the C-Suite Network, our TV version, but you can see us a video version and see our smiling faces at Healthy Money, Happy Life, Money 911. It's on YouTube. And then, of course, we're available everywhere. And make sure you subscribe so because we're going to have a lot of really fun guests coming on again. Chad, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Chris. All right. There's so much to learn about healthy money. I hope today's discussion brings you one step closer to securing and protecting your future. So you can get started on the right foot Go to meetwithchrismiller.com and schedule your free financial fitness strategy session. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to Money 911 so you don't miss our next episode, which includes health, wealth, and peace of mind.